Welcome to the Copying Content Podcast. If you're a speaker, coach, consultant, trainer, podcaster, YouTuber, whateverer, who actually gives an ish about your audience, this podcast is for you. Our host, John Cook, shares interviews from top thought leaders on the topics of speaking, copywriting, content creation, branding, and marketing. So snuggle in those earbuds and let's get started. Welcome to the Copy and Content Podcast. I'm your host, John Cook, and this is for speakers, coaches, consultants, podcasters, YouTubers, whatever the hell you are that are trying to say, I want to give an ish about my audience. I actually care about what's happening in the world around me, and I am fired up. I am so excited for today's guest, Cree Edholm. She is the founder and CEO of Leadership Excursion Company based in fabulously exciting and fabulously hot Las Vegas. And you know, just reading through her profile coming onto this, uh, she is the host of the Leadership Looks Like podcast. She is a founder of Spark Women's Retreat. Uh, she is a absolute badass tech expert slash search and rescue volunteer turned CEO entrepreneur. And I am giddy about today and I'm exhausted just reading that. So Cree, <laughs> welcome to Copy and Content. And can you fill in a little bit more of your backstory for us? John, first of all, it is a pleasure to be on the show with you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, you did a pretty good job of, of filling in my background. Um, you know, just to expand on some of the things that you said, I worked in tech for 20 years. Um, I was a mountain rescue volunteer here in Las Vegas for 15 years. And uh, just a couple of years ago, I, I walked away from my corporate career to start my own business. And as you can tell... Um, I've got Leadership Excursion Company doing retreats, and I, I just posted the 80th episode of my podcast. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff going on. That's exciting. That's exciting. And the link to your podcast will be in our show notes, uh, along with a number of other stuff we're going to cover here. And, you know, when I look at all of your story, all of your background, I mean, it's kind of like, where do we even start? And for somebody who's listening to this, you're saying, okay, uh, I'm, I'm already coached. So what's, what is the, what's the draw? What's the allure of having Cree on copy and content? It's because what jumped out to me is that you take and create a remarkable experience for your clients. Tell us a little bit more about that Spark Women's Retreat that you do. Yeah, Spark Women's Retreat is about bringing women together. It's about supporting one another and uh, really pushing each other to improve and to be better. We have women from all different backgrounds, ages, um, all different types of experience levels. They join us every year. So I told you about my background with Search and Rescue. Mm -hmm. I love the outdoors and I'm a big believer in if you want to grow or if you want to make any improvements, you should get out of your comfort zone. You should Absolutely. really challenge yourself. And um, I live in Las Vegas and where we do the retreat is only two hours away, but uh, lots of women have never been camping before or, you know, we're very close to the outdoors in our city, but lots of women just have, they, you know, they're not sure where to start or what to do. So it starts with those activities, gives women an opportunity to uh, be outdoors for the weekend. We have all different types of activities available to challenge them and to challenge each other. Um, we also offer various workshops. So you can go and you can learn about difficult topics like money or failure or how to have difficult conversations. And you can do it in a safe space where, uh, you know, there's other women sitting right next to you who are going through this experience with you. Yeah. And then 
the spirit of Spark is really that togetherness. Um, I'll tell you my story is uh, I started Spark about two and a half years ago. And at the first retreat, I met a woman who owns her own nonprofit. It's called Dazzle Africa. And she does um, safaris in Africa. And she also is, they oversee a bunch of philanthropic projects out there. And Stacy James and I met and now um, for Spark, we're growing and we're actually going to take our first trip to Africa in 2020. I saw that. That's exciting. Yeah. And 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 to to really be able to give that type of a once in a lifetime experience and mm-hmm. and to create, and I love what you were saying about bringing, uh, bringing specifically uh, women in your audience out of what's comfortable, out of what's familiar and and giving them an opportunity to talk about things that they may not have the context or freedom to really dig into when it comes to their business or finances or or any number of things um you know for what's been some of the kind of the more remarkable takeaways that you have that you have seen personally coming out of those retreats well i gave my personal story about how i met somebody at the retreat sure sure yeah i can name 10 more stories just like that where women are uh, doing things together after they leave Spark. I've had some women, they'll uh, send me an email a couple of weeks later and say, Cree, I quit my job. I realized not only I didn't belong there, but now I have the tools and the support to do what it is that I'm passionate about. And just countless stories just like that. But also, um, you know, it is remarkable to bring a group of people together that to support each other, but also our our environment puts women together that they may not meet anywhere else. You know, I've got 20-year-olds sitting next to 60-year-olds who have different life experiences. And next thing you know, they're connected and I see them, you know, staying in touch on Facebook after the retreat's over. So there's that unexpected layer as well. It's pretty neat. Sure, sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And it's one where when when we look at, uh, for our audience here on, on Copy and Content, it is for the speakers, coaches, consultants, and you bring a unique perspective when it comes to leadership. What are, what are some of the uh, more common challenges that you're seeing your clients experience when it comes to leading a, a team, when it comes to leading a, a whether it's uh, contractors or employees or maybe a mishmash of both? Yeah, I, I would say one of the biggest challenges that we're seeing is uh, communication Hmm. and communicating not in a verbal way, but communicating in a listening way and paying attention and stopping to take in what people are experiencing around you so that you can better understand what their needs are. Hmm. Um, Lots of times and lots of situations, you may not know how to be a leader to somebody. But if you just take the time to ask them and listen and pay attention to what their personal goals are or what means something to them, you can make that personal connection. um, And then you know how to have that type of dialogue with them a little better. Sure. Well, and and for... Um, people who are saying, okay, well, I have a team and I feel like I, I listen pretty well, but then stuff comes up, you know, whether it's uh, pressing for time or I'm, I'm just not feeling like myself or, you know, I'm super stressed or whatnot. Uh, those tend to really clog the communication um, avenues. And I, I think it's so interesting because of the, what you offer, it really gives a fresh context without as much noise that can interrupt communication. Yeah. And, uh, 
Absolutely. And then the, you know, the other aspect is always, all right, I know that I need to communicate with this person. Now I understand more about them, but now I need to have a difficult conversation. It may be uncomfortable or you're not sure where to start. Um, and that's really crucial is if you're a leader, learn how to have those difficult conversations with your team and don't be afraid to have them. Sure, sure. So for your retreats, for, for your work with Leadership Excursion Company, um, how do you help essentially coach your, your attendees through how to have those difficult conversations? You can tell someone how to be a leader all day long. There are tons of books out there. There's all sorts of different experts that you can turn to. You can go to YouTube and you can just Google whatever it is that you're having a hard time with, right? But at the end of the day, you've got to see it, touch it, smell it, and really experience it for yourself. So we focus on hands-on training. We have a classroom portion to all of our experiences, but then um, we actually do leadership training with horses, I know it sounds really, really weird, but um, horses are prey animals and we're predators. So Mm. this is unlike your animals at home who are also predators. So I have two dogs at home and so I'm a predator and I'm living with two other predators in my house, right? Sure. Horses, what they have to do is they have to be able to see if they can trust you right away because if they can't trust you, they're going to run for their life. Mm. So this could be any type of a predator that could attack them in the wild. So what we do is we take advantage of that relationship. And what this means is you have to be your authentic self because the horse will not listen to you if you are not your authentic self. Mm. And you get that real-time feedback working with our horses out at the ranch. You're in a really uncomfortable situation and you know, you're face-to-face with this 900-pound animal. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it puts you under stress. You can practice. Um, horses can detect breathing and heart rate even. Mm. And so what we do is we pair this activity with our leadership training, and then you can really get to work before you're in front of your team. Um, yeah. So w- when I, I would think about, and you make such an interesting point about the the prey and predator, as far as like the, the more natural inclination for us as humans. And I would think that the horses also give, specifically if you're in a leadership context, that there are people who um, who say, well, I'm, a, I'm the leader, so I'm more naturally the lion personality or I'm more naturally the, the, the hunter or whatnot. But there are people on your team, people on your staff that are not the hunter. They are not the lion um, and more of a, a more reserved personality type. And it's interesting how the horse can, in some sense, represent more of the more reserved personality types that might be on your team that cannot be uh, uh, cannot be forced, cannot be coerced into really being the best selves and having that freedom. It's just remarkable to me how, how you use that, that connection on the equine side of things to then model in some of that personality as well. It's just an observation yeah. for me. Yeah, no, and you, you would be surprised. So uh, lots of times people just make the assumption that, you know, the person that's standing in front of the crowd with this charisma and this confidence is the leader, you know, but you also have the meek people behind the scenes who are making everything happen, right? So what's really interesting is when groups show up and we start uh, with our equine assisted training, you can see these personalities come out. And oftentimes it's those silent ones that really surprise the group. Mm, sure, sure. Well, and, and um, it's one where I'm sure that there's this evolution of experience 
as they go through this treat, retreat, the person that shows up, you know, someone who shows up on you know, the first day is very different than the person who heads home two or three days later because there's been this awakening or this evolution of experience. Yeah. And then we also go over practical leadership tips. So then that way, when my clients leave, uh, we, we talk about the challenges they might be having personally. Uh, we'll go over those tools. Um, they can gain that confidence that they are really seeking to be able to implement those tools when they leave. And then that way, when they, they're back in the office or they're back home with their family or whatever it is that they're working on, they know exactly how to implement what it is that they learned. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's absolutely incredible. So tell me, like, for the size of the retreats, is this a larger group or is this a smaller group as far as women who are able to experience these retreats? Yeah, so for the equine training, that's for everybody. Um, that follows under Leadership Excursion Company. So we have individuals that come out that I do personal coaching with, um, and then we have large size groups that come out as well. So it really depends on our clients' needs, and uh, we address it from there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's when we're kind of in our previous conversations, we're kind of talking through some of the details and as you know, some of what you shared that you're passionate about thought leadership and, and being able to connect the dots between that, that out of context or out of comfort zone experience and building thought leadership. Uh, Help me connect the bridge between being out of your comfort zone and growing your reputation as a thought leader. I think for me, it comes down to vulnerability and trust. Mm. And when I think about vulnerability and trust, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg situation, right? You can't have one without the other. And in our learning environments, what we're really promoting is vulnerability. It's okay to show up how you are. It's okay to show up as who you are. And, um, you know, when you're working with your team, they can see that in you. They can see that that you're working towards growing, that you want to improve, and then you also want to work together. So if you're able to be vulnerable first, then the trust comes second. And I know oftentimes we switch those roles around. We think, you know, we think we need to trust first before we can be vulnerable. But the truth is we really need to be vulnerable first. Yeah. And that's, that's a great takeaway. And it's one where, you know, that's going to be, um, we have a number of takeaways that are in our um, show notes every time. And that's when we're just like making it crystal clear that the vulnerability and then trust. And, and it's one where it means that we're willing to sacrifice and put some risk out there for, before our audience can say, this is somebody that I can connect with, whether it's through their message or through the, you know, a number of different experiences. And for the, you know, for the person that's listening to this, you know, maybe you're, you're in traffic or you're, you're waiting at the gate at LaGuardia or LAX or something like that, or you're, you're heading across uh, town to get to where you need to be. It's going, how does your message really give your audience a chance to see your vulnerability? Because it allows you to give first before you expect their trust in return. And that's just, that's, I mean, that's just one, like, those are ideas that, that you're infusing in me. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of continue to, to learn more about, about this. And so like, when we think about your, your work with leadership excursion company and with the spark women's retreat and, and, and I would say what, uh, as somebody's connecting with you, what are some of the markers that you see where you say, you know what, this would be a really good experience for you. Um, what are some of those markers or some of those characteristics that you see that shows that they're, they're ready or that they need that type of out of comfort experience? Well, they ask for it or they tell you 
they tell you they're ready. And in fact, that's a, I mean, first of all, when I'm out speaking to people, it's for me, it's about building relationships. I want to be able to connect with someone. And I also understand I might not be the best fit for people who might be ready to make a change. So it's just about those listening skills that we spoke about earlier, paying attention, listening to what people are saying, and then just give them exactly what they're asking for. And if you, for some reason, don't feel like you're the person, you know, I have a whole network of people here in Las Vegas or actually around the country that I can point them to and and help them along the way because people won't forget that either. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and for you, you have not just that connection network across the country and probably around the world, but you also have your own team that really help you facilitate this experience. Uh, tell us about your team. This is your chance to kind of brag on your team a bit. Yeah. Well, first of all, my team is incredible. Um, with the equine assisted training, my business partner, her name is Caitlin Eddy. Um, the type of certification that she has, she's one of only 63 people in the world that have it. Mm. And uh, that's a, a certain activity that we work on um, while you're with us on the ranch. And she and I have worked together on creating a unique experience. Now, apart from Caitlin, you know, I talked to you about my network here in Vegas. And what I like to do is bring in people based on my clients' needs. So if I have an executive team, then I have a network of people who are executive coaches that are, are, um, you know, higher level leadership thought leaders. And those are the people that I'll bring in for those experiences. Um, For Spark Women's Retreat, uh, there are various women in the community. And I just pay attention throughout the year when I'm networking or if I'm going to events. Um, And then those are the people that I'll bring in for the workshops. Uh, And so that's kind of what I do. I don't necessarily have a set team. I have multiple relationships and I bring those people in uh, whenever it makes sense. Yeah. And what, what jumps out to me is that there is an abundance versus scarcity approach which I love. It's so attractive to, from an entrepreneur standpoint, connecting with people who say, what can we do together? As opposed to I'm doing this and you can't do this because I'm already doing this. And, and just the, the whole spirit and we're, we're doing this via zoom, but I mean, you're the body language that you have is, is just that effervescence of abundance. What is, what's something that, that great experience that really serves everyone well. And, mm-hmm. uh, and just, I see that, um, effervescent out of the conversation here. And so I thank you for, for giving that vibe for our, for our audience. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I really learned that with search and rescue, Hmm. you know, um, we had a team of 50 people, 50 volunteers. And when I was first on the unit, I learned little things from 30, 40 people. And I was able to make them my own. So that's the approach I take also is um, give people as much exposure as possible in hopes that they'll find whatever is going to work for them. So when we look at the the whole structure from an entrepreneur standpoint, and it looks at the way that you could, um, because you know, let's call it out. There are a number of people who say, oh, I have an outdoor experience that helps develop leadership, or I have this type of, you know, remote wilderness getaway or this type of, you know, exotic location retreat. And we, we focus on growing your leadership. How do you really help create that market separation to stand out um, and, and be seen as, as unique or something remarkable or different or a better option um, in, in your same type of uh, space? 
Yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess um, I just stay true to my authenticity. Mm. And, you know, we're all different. We all have a different approach to the way that we lead or, you know, the way that we live our lives. And I just try to stick to that. I mean, I pay attention to what else is out there, but then I also just listen to my clients. They'll ask me for what they need. And, you know, I mentioned this earlier and then that's, that's what I'll help them with. Yeah. Well, and I think that there is a, um, there is a number of, different pressures that we face as entrepreneurs, as business leaders, as just as humans to kind of have all of our ish together. Let's call it out. And, and, um, by emphasizing vulnerability and by also getting you out of your comfort zone, it quickly levels the playing field or that levels the status for everyone saying, Hey, guess what? We're all on horses. Guess what we're all right now? We are all horseback riders. You're not a CEO right now. You're not a, you know, a junior level um, uh, regional manager. Like we are horse riders. <laughs> and yeah. um, and I, I'd imagine that there are so many different honest conversations and connection points that it really helps foster for all these participants that, um, that allow you to say, hey, um, it, it it creates conversations that wouldn't typically be happening. Yes, it does. It definitely brings people together in a different way. In addition to the types of conversations that might come up, you know, anytime you put a group of people together in an environment that's unfamiliar to them, or even in a stressful environment, and the longer that you, you have this group of people together, the more real they're going to be. Hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, I don't know. I, like for me, and this is many years ago, but when I was dating, when I wasn't married, one of the key indicators for me was, okay, can I travel with this person? Mm, Can I, can I be with this person for a long period of time, uh, under stressful situations where there could be cancellations and delays and, you know, uh, different types of food or whatever it is. Sure, sure equate it to that where let's get, let's get a group of people together, give them some stress and see what shakes out at the end. <laughs> sure. But it's a kind of classic <laughs> saying like, you know, you really think you know someone, but before you marry them, give them slow Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like just see the bear come out, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, the, and it, you made a, a great point. And one of my clients, um, uh, Aaron McHugh, who does the work-life play podcast, um, he says, um, don't hire someone that you wouldn't want to be, wouldn't want to be stuck in a 12 hour car ride through a snowstorm. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good point. And I was like, well, okay. And it's just re- what reminded me of that. Um, yeah. So kind of like shifting a little bit here, I, I know that you have quite a bit of a marketing background and, and, you know, kind of how, what's been kind of your marketing experience and part of your journey as a marketer? Well, for, before I started my business, I worked as um, an executive for a digital marketing agency. And that really helped me launch my business because I could, I already understood marketing and I could do it on my own. Um, I have a tech background, so I was able to uh, build my own websites and I can do all of that on my own. Um, so that's, that's kind of been my experience. I can't wait until I can hand that stuff off to someone else because it's a lot of work. <laughs> sure, but, sure. But yeah, I'm right now I'm I'm kind of in the trenches with everything. 
Sure, sure. Well, and to, to give a little bit more backstory, and, and you know, I just happen to know this because of you know our previous conversation and and kind of looking through some of the, you know prep work for today. You went to UNLV. You're a rebel, go Rebs. Yeah. Um, and uh, from there, launching the, out of there uh, with, with an education degree and coming into kind of like a a job that was software background, teaching yourself how to code, and then Department of Defense. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about that. Is that crazy or what? Uh, I was like, okay, that's that's got to be a killer story. Yeah. Um, so I was in college still. I was actually working at a bungee site here in Las Vegas. There, there used to be a bungee site here in town. And some friends of mine were working in the, don, the dot-com industry. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was booming. So this is in the 90s. Um Late 90s, that industry blows up. But that's where I got my first job. I, I was able to um, get hired in the tech industry. So I have a background in math. And they just took a chance on me. Um, that industry imploded. And I got the job at the Department of Defense because I showed up early for a haircut. And the gentleman sitting in the chair before me, I like... I didn't know him, but I started to make fun of him and kind of poke him a little bit, just give him a hard time. And next thing you knew, I was sitting in an interview with the Department of Defense and um, I got the job. Okay. So like today's lesson is uh, poke the bear of the Department of Defense. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, that's not the lesson. That's not, no, no that's not the lesson. Um, well, and, and you mentioned the uh, kind of the dot com and then the dot bomb uh, part. Um, have you been watching through, uh, been fascinated by the, the, uh, kind of mini series Valley of the Boom on National Geographic Channel. No, I haven't seen it. I'll have to check oh, it out. Okay. Knowing that knowing that you you had your role in you know, your experience with the dot com uh, through that time, I think you would find it fascinating talking about browser wars, Netscape, uh, Internet Explorer. Um, you know, be back before you know back when Internet Explorer was actually cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just I think that that might be fascinating to you. Um, and so from there making the connection from Department of Defense into being an executive in the marketing space, kind of how did that, what's that bridge between those two? Fill in some of that time for us. Yeah, so I always worked on the tech side. So when I worked for the marketing agency, I I was um, overseeing all of the development and design for websites that we would create for our clients. Um, Anywhere from business websites, e-com websites, whatever that was. Sure. So, um, yeah, my, my first job with the Department of Defense was unreal. Um, I got that job right, uh, right after 9-11. Okay. So that was pretty interesting. And I got to learn how to code on the job. I had a mentor. Um, I was put on projects where I could learn the coding language very easily and quickly. And um, that just was the springboard to my career. So really it was just 20 years of working really hard, working for different companies. Um, I ended up leaving the Department of Defense and I uh, moved to the public sector and I had the opportunity to work with huge companies like Starbucks and 7-Eleven and Fannie Mae. And um, here in Las Vegas, we have Zappos. I worked there for a little while. Zappos, love Zappos. Yeah. So that's really, it's, it's nothing other than working hard and, and, um, uh, climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. So, you know, when we look at kind of 2019, 2020, and, and you know, people are saying, all right, I, I kind of see where these experiential, um, kind of these these outdoor experiential 
um, um, transformation opportunities. So we will call them, you know, excursions, retreats, however, however you want to use the phrase, kind of how do you see, um, you talked about 2020 and starting with Africa and, and kind of how do you see this continue to evolve and grow for you through the rest of this year and into 2020 beyond Africa? Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for new opportunities to bring to my clients. Um, I'm going to be launching another podcast here probably in the next couple months with a friend of mine. And um, there's Africa. Um, we're growing our corporate retreats, which we do in Southern Utah. It's just really, it's about spreading the word, uh, working on marketing efforts, and then bringing people in and teams in to do the work. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That is incredible. So uh, you, know, you already have your leadership looks like podcast. You say you're going to start a second podcast. Is that going to be kind of in lieu of the leadership looks like podcast? Or is it kind of two separate podcasts, both going same time? It'll be two separate podcasts. Okay, tell me yeah. a little more about that second one. Yeah, I guess I'll just talk about it. It's it's um, a friend of mine who I worked with in tech. His name is John Hawkins. Um, we've both been guests on each other's podcasts. And uh, he's a developer. And we have a very, well, we have a very good relationship. So lots of times I'll reach out to John if I have any questions or if I have any challenges, or we just kind of talk about weird life stuff. So we're going to turn that into a podcast. And it's, it's called Well WTF. And it's just kind of like a, a lighthearted take on this weird stuff that happens in life. Uh, we're going to talk about how we handled the situation and maybe what we could have done um, to do better. You know, just kind of a lessons learned type of a podcast. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. And you know, for for the people who are looking at um, saying, okay, well, you know, I have to kind of choose. Well, tell me a little bit more about the Leadership Looks Like podcast. Kind of what's your format for that? Who's your audience? And what are some of the topics that you cover that are relevant to leadership for your audience? Yeah, when I was a search and rescue volunteer, um, lots of times I would be out all night on a rescue and I'd be at work the next day. And unless I said something, nobody had any clue that I had been out on a rescue. And I think that that is uh, true for most of the leaders that I have talked to there's a, you know, that layer of humbleness and, um, you know, you always want to shine your light on your team and, you know, you're rarely given an opportunity to talk about yourself or talk about your own story or your own challenges. You know, you're constantly supporting other people. So the leadership looks like podcast is all about, um, exactly what does leadership look like? look like. It looks like you and me. It's, it's not the, that, you know, it's not Tony Robbins standing on the stage, this huge well-known person. It's the, the everyday people who are making a difference, uh, whether it be in their business, in their personal life or in their community. So we talk about that. We highlight leaders, give them a platform to talk about their inspirational story. Um, and then also, you know, there is no one true definition of leadership. Everybody has a different definition. And we also talk about that, you know, and why if you're a leader, you should be asking your team what they're expecting from you as a leader, because chances are everybody has a different expectation of you. Sure, sure. And when just that question itself continues to infuse vulnerability into the team setting, because don't ask that question unless you're ready to potentially hear something that could be very unsettling mm -hmm. or even discouraging for you. Um, yeah. 
and it takes guts to do that. So, you know, for the person listening to this, you're saying, I, I have a team, but I, I don't know if I'm at a, I don't know if I want to ask that question. I guarantee you and create, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if you disagree, you know, that's why we have this podcast. Um, but it comes back to every moment that you let go by where you don't give your team a context to share honest, direct feedback, the more you are hamstringing your potential moving forward. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. And, you know, if you have a question, chances are somebody else in the room has the same question mm. or the same concern or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 And that's powerful. So uh, a question I love to ask uh, all of our guests is saying, okay, um, you can't be a thought leader unless you are have some of your own thoughts that you're sharing, but also what are who are the voices or who are the books, podcasts, besides copying content that, uh, <laughs> that are really uh, shaping you or have, what are some books or podcasts you've really jumped into over the last year that have given you some great ideas and given you some great uh, direction? Okay. I, um, so full disclosure here, I enjoy reading, but I'm more of a skimmer. Skimming's okay. Skimming's uh, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'll, I'll read and kind of skim through. So I'm a big fan of, uh, Tim Ferriss's books. Um, tribe of mentors is a fantastic book because he gives, you know, he shares little snippets of all the different guests he's had on his show in small increments and he gets right to the chase. So really enjoy that. Um, there's a book called Crucial Conversations. And I don't remember the author's name right off the top of my head. Excellent book if you want to dive into uh, understanding and learning how to have difficult conversations. Um, and then the podcast that I have been into as of late is um, Adam Grant. It's called Work Life. Okay. Awesome podcast. It's all about, he's a um, leadership, psych, actually a workplace psychologist. So his shtick is that he, he um, helps make work not suck. And uh, he's got, just has some incredible leadership insight on that show that I really enjoy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And the links to all three of those tribe of mentors, crucial conversations, and the uh, Adam Grant's podcast, those are all in the show notes there. And um, you know, it's, it's just interesting to me how different people share, Hey, this has been, you know, I thought this book was, was interesting, or I thought this, you know, this book really kind of changed the conversation for me. Um, um, are there any specific resources or, you know, books or, or whatnot that you ask, um, your retreat participants to read, uh, during, before, or after the retreat or the excursion? Yeah. So last year we had, a woman by the name of Lisa Chastain. She's a money coach. Um, she she has a book. So last year, the book was Girl, Get Your Shit Together. <laughs> Meaning get That's your awesome. life together um, and really dig into those difficult topics. And hers happens to be money. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, and again, we'll have that in the show notes as well. Cause it's one where I like giving a variety of different resources. Cause people say, yeah, that doesn't connect with me. doesn't all oh, that third one that, that connects with me. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, we all have different reading styles, but it's one where I think the well-read leader is the one that uh, is who can really make an impact in their industry. And um, just coming away from this conversation, like I've, I have two pages of notes here uh, based on what you're sharing, based on, you know, just amazing a conversation here. And so if somebody's listening to this and saying, Hey, Cree sounds awesome. How do I, how do I really check out this leadership excursion company? How do I 
you know, learn more about this retreat. So Cree, where can they go to better connect with you? I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. I am. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, you know, you can visit Leadership Excursion Company and you can just Google that or you can look up my name, Cree Edholm, and you can find my podcast and, and all of that. So. Awesome. You should not have a hard time finding me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, that's kind of what the takeaway is. Department of Defense, I'm everywhere, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or if I have to tell you, I'll kill you. One or the other, right? Well, let's let's not have that for, uh, for our <laughs> listeners. But, um, yeah, just kind of as we're wrapping up here, Cree, thank you so much. And it's one where uh, what a joy to be able to hear more of your story, to have you share about the you know, the different experiences that you, and then some great takeaways. And, um, for the for the person as you're listening to this, no matter where you're at, it's having those honest, vulnerable conversations with your team first before expecting trust. It's uh, putting yourself out of your comfort zone and say, if you know, if I get uncomfortable, I get in a place that's out of the the normal and familiar. I can start to grow in areas that I wasn't able to beforehand. And and those are just my takeaway. Some of my takeaways from today and. It's one where, uh, again, Cree, thank you so much for being here on Copy and Content. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So again, all the notes will be, uh, all of the infos in the show notes, connect with Cree, reach out, see if the retreat is for you, see if the Leadership Excursion Company is a great connection and, and just start a conversation. But for now, hang in there, enjoy your day and make it a, a time for us to connect next week on Copy and Content. Thanks for listening to the Copying Content Podcast with John Cook. If you like what you heard, do what fans do. Subscribe, share, rave, and show up for our next episode of Copying Content. But until then, stay beautiful, my friend.